Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're looking at the energy transition away from fossil fuels. This is not real estate per se, but it's a macroeconomic factor that affects our economy very deeply, even though most members of the population are completely oblivious to what I'm about to share with you today. The global geopolitical tensions are rising, and understanding energy sources is critical to understanding what's happening in the economy. Energy is the economy. For every unit of economic output, there's an equivalent unit of energy consumed somewhere in the world. You might be wondering why the price of gasoline is falling at the same time as the price of diesel is rising. On today's show, we're going to answer that question. If you've ever driven past an oil refinery at night, you'll see that there's a flare in the refinery which is burning some kind of fuel up into the atmosphere. There are some byproducts of the refining process which have very little practical application. The most volatile among these is butane. Butane gets used in very small quantities to make handheld lighters and not much else. This gas evaporates very quickly at room temperature and it burns explosively. During the winter months, refineries are allowed to add a little bit more butane into gasoline. That's because the colder temperatures means it evaporates a little bit slower. But in the summer months, it evaporates way too fast and the refinery has few customers for butane and no practical alternative but to flare it off into the atmosphere. We often see the same problem with natural gas, which is largely made up of methane. Methane is difficult to transport without a pipeline. In those oil wells that produce gas in addition to oil, if there is no pipeline, they're going to flare off the excess natural gas at the wellhead. Natural gas is a useful fuel, but if you have no way to get it to the hands of the customer, you just have to waste it and flare it off. The electrification of the auto industry has so far reached about 1% penetration of cars on the road. New car sales have a higher percentage of electric vehicles. Fully electric vehicles, battery-powered ones, had 7.9% market share in the third quarter of 2023. That's an all-time record. One year earlier, in the third quarter of 2022, the electric vehicle market share was 6.1%. Now, this presents a problem for the oil industry, but it's probably not what you think. You would think that if demand for gasoline drops, then we would produce less fossil fuels and therefore burn less fossil fuels and we save the planet. The problem is that none of the commercial vehicles in the world are electric. There are no electric ships, no electric transport trucks, no electric bulldozers, no electric backhoes, and no electric aircraft. I know Tesla's experimenting with an electric transport truck, but we're not there yet. Diesel is the fuel of commerce and of heavy industry. Diesel is a less refined fuel than gasoline. It's a heavier fuel than gasoline. To produce diesel and gasoline and propane and butane and kerosene, you refine crude oil. A modern refinery is going to produce about 2,000 discrete products. The refining process is one of separating the various hydrocarbons from one another. Sometimes it involves a process of distillation, where you evaporate the more volatile hydrocarbons first at the lowest temperatures. Some involves a chemical process. All of this starts with crude oil, but crude oil is not created equal. Some oil is very heavy oil, like the Saudi Arabian variety. You also find heavy oil in Venezuela, in Canada, in Russia, and in the Middle East in places like the United Arab Emirates and in Iran. The U.S. produces a lot of crude from shale wells, but this is a light, sweet crude oil. It produces a higher proportion of gasoline and not much else that's useful. You get very little diesel out of a West Texas shale oil. In order to feed a refinery, you have to blend the Texas shale oil with a heavy oil, like a Saudi oil or an Alberta tar sands oil. As the world is dealing with a shortage of diesel, and in North America in particular, we have to refine more oil, not less. We're seeing a shortage of diesel, and diesel prices are rising. 
It's strange that diesel is now more expensive than gasoline. It used to be the reverse, because it's frankly a less refined fuel than gasoline. It takes less work to produce it. But the net result is actually a surplus of gasoline and a shortage of diesel. We're seeing diesel prices rising at the same time as we're seeing gasoline prices falling. It's a strange turn of events. It's actually unprecedented in our history. Is it possible we could see gasoline become increasingly like butane? an excess byproduct of the refining process that's flared off at the refinery because there are just not enough customers for it. The U.S. produces about 12.2 million barrels per day of crude oil. In 2022, the United States imported about 8.3 million barrels of oil per day. That came from 80 different countries. The actual crude oil import portion of that was 6.28 million barrels a day and accounted for about 75% of U.S. total imports. So even though the U.S. daily production of crude oil and daily consumption seem to be pretty well matched, the U.S. is not self-sufficient in oil. At the same time that they were importing heavy oil, the United States exported about 9.5 million barrels a day of petroleum products to 180 countries. The crude oil exports themselves make up about 3.6 million barrels a day and account for 38% of U.S. total petroleum exports. Oil is not all created equal. Saving consumption of one form of fuel may not actually translate into a reduction of production of that very same fuel. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow.